welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode number 127 for Saturday the 17th of November 2018. And you'll know that I'm not writing at the moment, but the end is in sight in terms of these marketing jobs that I've got to do. To my left, I've got my whiteboard with my quarter four, October to December goals on. There's lots of green ticks on there at the moment. And I've got above that a list of marketing jobs that I want to do. And I am actually going to get all these marketing jobs done by Christmas. And that means I'll have set up systems and processes that will allow me to write books. And I kind of know exactly what I'm doing now. And I've put together every bit of best practice I can squeeze out of all the books and the, you know, the kind of 20 books, posts and videos, everything that I can think of, I've kind of thrown at my books now, but also they'll all be in vellum so I can update them dynamically and I can create different versions and all those sorts of things. So it feels like it's been uh, a long time getting here. But I am so pleased that I've done all those marketing jobs. And and also, I I feel like a little bit of set aside time, if you want, not writing um, is probably good for uh, creativity. It just gives you lots more, uh, you know, experiences in the meantime, lots of thoughts, just a time to chug things over. And uh, it'll be interesting to see. Well, hopefully I'll be full of, of ideas, of bright ideas when it comes to writing again. Now, I am going to start planning very soon. I'm, I think it's in December I start planning. So I'm doing a combination of doing my edit on So Many Lies, which is the thriller, the 90,000 word thriller I've had written since halfway through this year. And I haven't done anything with that yet because there's not a lot of point at the moment. And uh, the other side of that is that um, I'm going to start planning for next year's thrillers. Now, I need to talk you through this because um, I've been working through Adam Nichols' post on 20 Books to 50K, where he explained how he'd managed to create such extraordinary success this year for himself after a, a time in the doldrums and just making a, a kind of a you know reasonable sales, but a modicum of sales, not enough to to feel safe or, you know, to generate enough income to feel comfortable. And he turned that around completely this year using Martha Carr's strategy from 20 books to 50K. So I've analysed very closely um, Adam's post to see what he did. And I've also gone back to Martha Carr's original video. And who was I speaking to last night? So Alison Ingleby, when we were doing the uh, crypto podcast last night also mentioned that Martha Carr's done an update of that so I need to have a look at that in the 20 books of 50k Vegas videos just to see where we're up to with that but in simple terms uh, at the moment Martha's uh, and 20 books kind of approach to this is that you launch a book leave it seven days then launch another book leave it f- seven days launch another book leave it 14 days and then keep up uh, book launches 28 days every 28 days after that and uh, this is to do with is it 30 day cliffs and 60 day cliffs I'm not sure I understand the 60 day cliff but I get the 30 day cliff this uh, concept that Amazon promotes you more and keeps you in its ecosystem if you're releasing books regularly so um, I then set about thinking okay so next year I can write four thrillers and at the moment, I've, it's fair to say I've got so many lies which I haven't done anything with yet. And I've got four standalone thrillers which I haven't really done anything with simply because 
don't tell Megas be bringing the money in this year. So that's the one I've been flogging. And I've had sales from the other books, but, you know, I haven't done anything with them, really. So what 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 that got me thinking, and this is what I'm working through this month. And again, you know, I've said to you, I'll confirm it. When I tell you what I'm doing in quarter one next year, I will either commit to this plan or, or ditch it. But I'm just going through this, OK, what's going to happen next kind of process at the moment. And I, I've done a very... A detailed plan and I'll, I'll actually put a screenshot of this on the show notes so that you can have a look at it and this is not set in stone yet this is me just doing the calculations figuring it out thinking it through but I've worked out that um, if I write four thrillers next year so one a quarter if I allow a quarter to get them properly edited and covers put on them and things like that and you know all the vellum processing done and things like that so it takes me effectively a quarter of a year to write a book quarter of a year to get it out I don't know that's slow don't judge me but that is that is quite slow but I'm also going to be writing while I'm editing. You know, I've got all, all the other things to do and I'm not doing it full time. So I, I kind of know my pace and I know I can achieve that. Looking at the four books I haven't done anything with, the fact that I've also got so many lies and I'm writing four new books, that set me thinking, OK, is can I do a Martha Carr launch strategy next year? And if so, what date would I need to start to hit those seven day, 14 day, 28 day targets? And I've worked this out now that if I launched So Many Lies on the 8th of August and then the first new book, which would be finished by the end of March and edited by the end of April, April June. So I've got plenty of time for that book. So So Many Lies first, wait seven days, then new book one would go. Uh, seven days later, uh, a revamped Dead of Night would go. 14 days later, a revamped One Fatal Error would go. On October the 3rd, uh, my second new book would be ready. On October the 31st, Burden of Guilt revamped would be ready. On November the 28th, Who to Trust revamped would be ready. And on December the 19th, just before Christmas, um, new book three would be ready. If I kept that at 75,000 words and not 90,000 words. Then if that was working very well, and I'd know that probably by September. So I could have taken Don't Tell Meg out of wide distribution so that it's ready then to go exclusive on Amazon. I could then launch Don't Tell Meg uh, January 16th, 2020. Don't Tell Meg 2, um, February 13th, 2020. Uh, then Don't Tell Meg 3, March 12th, 2020. And then New Book 4 on April the 9th, 2020. Now, that I know that sounds absolutely blue and ridiculous when you're talking that far ahead, but the exercise was, could I do this, and how long could I sustain it for? So that I thrashed the books that I haven't really done very much with, um, and then I also incorporated my new books in there. And that actually gives me a very sustained period. Is that about eight months when I could be releasing books? So... Um, I am quite tempted with that. The other scenario, I haven't quite sketched the other scenario out yet, but the other scenario I was thinking was, was right, okay, so don't tell Meg is can go for another uh, book bub. I'm trying to remember when it is. Oh, the 30th of January, go for another book bub. Now, if I was lucky enough to get another book bub on don't tell Meg in January or February, so that would be a good income generator for me, then I could take don't tell Meg off wide distribution and make it KDP select and I could possibly start that relaunch process then um, uh, uh, much earlier maybe as early as something like uh, June or July something like that um, so 
this is what I'm I'm working out at the moment. I'm doing lots of kind of diary planning and dates and working out schedules and seeing if that would be possible. But I've seen a few people who've made this work recently, and I'm thinking, right, okay, you know, I've got I've got four books there, which basically I might as well have not launched in terms of they're doing the kind of sales that I was doing when I first started writing. They're doing nothing, and because they're standalones, they don't. I'm not putting them in a book burb. I'm not putting them in promos as standalones. They have to be sort of read-ons, read-throughs. When you get the trilogy of Don't Tell Meg, there would have to be something that you picked up afterwards. Now. The other thing is that I, I just made sure my wife was up for this. My wife's, you know, very good at, at, at reading very fast. And I said to her, would you be able to assist me with this by going through my old books, um, sort of reading them fast, creating me uh, Bibles and notes, but also um, just reminding me of the characters and where I might be able to insert characters that span all the books. So again, I'm looking at fairly um, sort of seamlessly, if I can, just slightly tweaking the books and the characters in the books I've written so that I can have recurring characters, so that all of my thrillers take place in the same universe, even though they might not have the same protagonist. So whenever you read one of my books, you would always see a character who appeared somewhere else. Um, so that that's kind of where I'm going with this. Now, again, it's in the kind of just chugging stage where I'm thinking about it, looking at the dates, thinking, can I commit to this? Will I do this? What if this flops? <laughs> you know, what if I, I launch book one and it's like a bit of tumbleweed blows by and uh, nothing really changes? And so, you know, that that's where I am. I'll, I'll share that um, document or the, a screenshot of the document on the resources page for this week at selfpublishingjourneys.com. If you want to have a look at that, just to see my thought processes, do take a look at that. And if you've any sort of thoughts or anything to throw into the pot, I know several of you were at 20 Books Vegas. If you've got anything to throw in the pot with that in terms of a kind of a launch or relaunch strategy, let me know. By the way, that also feeds into what I've read with Chris Fox as well. So I'm trying to put all this kind of reading and studying uh, time that I've done uh, and bring it together and, and try and come up with a strategy for 2019 to try and move the needle in a positive way. And with that said, I should tell you that I've got another book bub knocked back this month on The Secret Bunker. So I can't remember how many times that's been knocked back now, maybe four, possibly five, certainly four times now. Um, you know, no no trouble with that. That's just the kind of game of cat and mouse you play with book bub. I think I've been exceptionally lucky to have as many as I have uh, in recent times, so I'm not uh, I'm not bemoaning my fate with that. Not sure if I will submit that before Christmas or not. Um, again, I don't know whether you've had any experience with the book bub around Christmas time, but if I if I kind of postpone that, well, I suppose I could submit it again about the 14th of December, something like that. So it might be okay. I, I just I, I don't know what book bub does over Christmas week, but I can't imagine something like Christmas Day, Boxing Day would be good with a book bub ad. I don't know what their arrangements are during those days. So um, I may just hold back before I put it in into January when everything's back to normal and, and I can have a kind of non-seasonally seasonally adjusted uh, response to a book bub ad. Um, because, you know, I was pretty terrified when I launched the grid. I, I wasn't really sure I'd make any money from that. But that one, again, you know, did not, not as well as the thrillers, but it did really well. And it's still bringing, um, you know, good income in for me. So from, from, from all the channels. Um, so I'm not I'm not sure. I'll, I'll have a look at the date that I can submit it by. And I might try and sneak it in um, just before Christmas. Now, what I should say to you is that uh, my um, editor, Helen Vazal, is currently... 
um, actually reviewing all the secret bunker texts, basically, you know, just making sure we're ship shape um, in case we do get out of the book, but because they were the first books I wrote. Um, she's also rewriting them in the past tense. Now, you'll know if you've listened to these diaries for any length of time that I've, I've said about this, that, that if there is an issue with the secret bunker, I think it's a great story and people like the story, but if there is an issue with that book, it's the way that I did the tenses. So you've got the kind of the main action is in present tense, but you've got other things happening in past tense. And if, um, if you know, if people make a comment about the book, it's the uh, the most common comment is like, you know, once you've got used to the tenses, it's a great book, but you've got to get used to the tenses. And, and to me, that's kind of like a friction, friction for readers. And I and you know that I've spoken about doing this for ages, but Helen has offered to do this work for me. So that's fabulous. I've said, yeah, go ahead with it. And uh, I think she was rather hoping I wouldn't get this book bub this week because it would mean that it needed to be done sooner rather than later. Um, so there's more time to get that work done now. The other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to review the, burb, the blurbs before Christmas as well on The Secret Bunker. I'm just going to give those a review. Uh, and I suspect they may well need a bit of a spruce up now. Again, knowing what I know and having a bit more experience with this sort of thing. So um, really keen, because I've seen what book bubs could do for you, really keen to get all of my three trilogies in the BookBub ecosystem. Uh, I would not put a standalone book in BookBub. I, I do not believe that I would make my money back. I believe it's got to be um, a trilogy. There's always exceptions to the rule, but for my for my kind of money, if I had a lot of money, I wouldn't care about it, but I, I don't. I have to make sure these things work for me. So I reckon uh, trilogies in a BookBub and that you also have you know box sets and two box set combinations and I make money from all of those and that makes um, book bubs uh, profitable for me all my book bubs have been very profitable um, for me so that I'm going to stick to that strategy until I'm kind of convinced otherwise what I've been doing this week is writing author notes so I've just finished at the time of recording this uh, author notes for each of my three uh, grid books and yesterday I was working on the secret bunker books um, and this is a tip that I got from, again, Martha Carr and from the 20 Books team. They say that, I think, pretty well from day one, Michael Andalay used to just write author notes. And they were just chitty chatty bits at the end of the book saying, which characters do you like best? You know, what do you think is going to happen next? And um, just kind of really personable author notes. Now, and I don't know about you, but I've never really had, from, from day one of The Secret Bunker, I've had links at the back saying, you know, register for my newsletter. I, I don't, if I've had anything, it's been a handful. And so this makes perfect sense to me. Um, you'll have heard me saying that my more personal emails this year have just been the best response I've ever had to emails. So to me, it makes perfect sense to write very informal, chatty author notes at the end of your book um, to try and create that kind of conversation with the reader. So uh, that's what I've been doing. I've done six lots of author notes. And what I've done is I've created a document in Scrivener now in which I can put all my author notes and I can update them. And I've got the latest set of author notes. I've got, um, you know, they're all there and I can update them and they're all in one place. I don't have to go hunting for them. This is part of me systemizing what I do now. Now, when I did The Secret Bunker and The Grid, I had created what I called a classified area in both of those websites. And I had links in the back of the book uh, to the classified sections where basically I'd just done a Q&A with myself, giving away kind of secrets and, and, and plot points for once you'd read each of the books. So, so there's a big warning at the top saying spoilers here. Now, uh, what I'll do in Patreon, actually, and I may not be able to do it this weekend because uh, I got to go away 
this weekend that we've got sort of some drama uh, in, in the family with health issues so I've had to be away last weekend and I'll probably be away this weekend as well um, so if, if I can squeeze it in today I will but if not I'll try and get to it um, but I'll, I'll talk you through that in the Patreon. If you're a Patreon supporter, I'll just show you what I'm doing and I'll put links to the sort of classified sections on my website so you can see what I've done there. But I just wanted to create this kind of secret world, this readers only area. And, and I found, um, and I did this pretty soon actually, you know, when I started writing the books, but I don't think I've ever really had a lot of read through. So these author notes basically do the same thing that it's just it's me at the end just chatting saying hope you enjoyed the book and you know phew what a ride did you think Fred would do this and you know all that kind of stuff and but it's so it's more informal and I've worked the calls to action rather than just saying subscribe for my newsletter I've kind of done it in a different more chatty way and it's incorporated in my author notes and I've also done that with the classified section so rather than just have a link there uh, I've incorporated it into part of that author note conversation and so we'll find out whether it works better or not but when I heard the 20 books team talking about it I thought it makes a lot of sense to me and it, it bears out the evidence of the um, mailer like emails that I've been sending out all year that people seem to like chatting they like personal they like it when you ask about the books they're reading and you know influences and things like that so um, I've done those this week I won't get back to those what am I doing next week I think I'm doing I'll have those finished by the end of next weekend and what, what I have learned to do is to, to pace myself so I'm doing like three books a day so next Thursday I'll do author notes for each of the Don't Tell Meg books Next Friday, I'll do phase six, Who to Trust and So Many Lies. And next Sunday, I will do uh, Burden of Guilt, Dead of Night and One Fatal Error. And then having got all these systems set up now, these processes, you know, I've got a thriller website, a place to put content. This can now become a rolling program for each book rather than me doing this ridiculous thing that I've been doing over the last six months. Which I've written books so fast and got them out so fast that I haven't been able to keep up with myself in terms of the marketing and the processing, the videos and the photos that I've taken to support the books. So there is kind of method to all this uh, madness. Thank you very much to uh, Tim Lewis for reaching out last week when I was saying about my Google ads and uh, the tracking them and how I track clicks and things like that. Uh, Tim mentioned a couple of things. Uh, actually, I, I kind of knew this and had forgotten it. So thank you for this, Tim, that in Google Analytics, you can sort of set up events and goals that monitor whether a video gets played or a button gets clicked on a particular web page. I completely forgotten that, that you... You set that up in analytics that it's in a separate area. So um, I need to sort that out. But also, um, again, I, I knew this and have forgotten it. Um, Tim said also, remember, you can set up tracking links in your Amazon affiliate. So uh, a special dedicated link. So you could monitor the sales um, through Amazon. So you, you set up a specific Amazon tracking link or affiliate link. So um, I, I've done that as well. But I, I've just stopped the ads for now. I'm just about to uh, go into a crazy time with podcast recording. Um, so I just feel like I need to sit down and, and, and work through that, get the work done. The other thing is, is that a, one of these Google reps reached out to me the other day to say, do you want to book a session and we'll talk you through what's going right, and what's going wrong. So I quite like to book a session with a Google rep and then just, um, just stop for a moment and then look at what we've got and, and see how to turn that into something. Um, again, you know, my feeling is loads of clicks, loads and loads of clicks, great price, but didn't feel like uh, I was converting them. So I just feel like before I spend any money on that now, I just need to go through it, review it, make sure it's set up properly, and then turn it back on again 
Uh, and I'd like to have a conversation with a Google rep before I do that, just to see, you know, what a mess I've made and what, what advice they can give me. When someone knows Google, I, you know, I, I don't really know Google well. I've, I've set things up and I've had some successes with it, but I don't really know it well. I'm not even going to pretend to be even, you know, a partial expert on Google. I, I just blunder through it. And I guess I know some of the principles in there. Um, but I do, I do feel there's you know, still something to, to try with Google. So, um, although I'm going to have to slow that down now because I'm just about to go into a busy period up to Christmas, um, I, I will kind of come to it. That that busy period, incidentally, it's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just you know when you sort of think, oh, this is just ridiculous. Um, I have got so many podcast interviews and crypto interviews to do to enable me to go away for a month at Christmas. It's just ridiculous. So a lot of my evenings are going to be involved in either recording uh, interviews uh, for this podcast or for the crypto podcast, because I won't be recording anything when I'm in Spain. It'll all be on automatic uh, over Christmas, because um, I'm only taking my little Chromebook with me out to Spain. I, I can't be doing any kind of heavy work like editing or recording or anything like that. It'll literally just be there to check emails and be able to log into online consoles. Um, so with, with that said, um, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm daft because I should have just stopped the weekly interviews in December when I said I was going to originally. But there are so many people who, who like Edwin Downward, who I'm recording on Monday. Uh, I've kind of wanted to talk to Edwin for ages and finally managed to ensnare him. And we've got a date booked. And I really wanted to do that. So I, and, and I had a couple of people asking about coming on as well. And I just thought, you know, what, I'm going to just extend this for a month. But my plan at the moment is for um, you'll get an interview episode on January the 7th. And then I'll revert back to what I was doing over the summer, which is weekly, uh, sorry, monthly interview episodes. Um, that's a much more comfortable rate for me to keep up um, doing the monthly interview episodes. So that'll be from January the 7th, but you'll have one a week uh, up till then and over Christmas. So, um, and I think, to be honest with you, I think that's going to have to continue until I'm able to go sort of full-time writing um, or I'm, a, I'm, I'm making enough money from it to be able to uh, buy in some help. Uh, because it's not the recording that's the problem. It's the editing and the researching that takes the time. So if I could roll up with a nice load of, um, you know, interview notes, key points uh, already done. And if somebody was doing the web page and if somebody was editing the interviews for me, then that would be absolutely great. But there are so many other things to do around it. That's really what kind of takes the the time. So whilst I love doing the interviews, it's the other things I think that, you know, really I've got to look at in terms of time management. And the other thing that's really struck me over the summer is just how valuable these marketing activities are that I'm doing. You know, they have a direct correlation to to income. So I, I really need to, um, in, in 2019, that's the next year, isn't it? I really need to look at my weekly agenda and look at where I can uh, clear some pockets of time. I'm going to need to do some prioritization, I think, and, and clear some pockets of time. And, and, and one part of that I'm telling you already is going to be that the interview episodes go uh, one a month from January the 7th. Now, here's something mildly controversial. I was looking at BookFunnel and Prolific Works, which used to be InstaFreebie, and I've been looking, I've been seeking giveaways. And you've heard me rant about this a couple of times. I, I find a good giveaway, like a crime and thriller giveaway. I have a look at the books that are listed on them. And they've got these guys with six packs on. Or some of the covers are just appalling. And I think, well, I don't really want to be in that, to be honest with you. I want to be in a giveaway, but I don't really want to be in that giveaway. 
and I've, I've had a few experiences like this. I, I submitted to a, another giveaway this week. I just sent the organiser a note and said, are you going to be removing those pictures of the guys with the six packs? Because they're not in the genre and I don't really want to take part if they're going to be on it. So I, I haven't heard back from the organiser of that. But that just made me think, do you know what? Best way to solve this problem is just do it yourself. <laughs> you know, hold your own giveaway. If you remember, I used to hold giveaways. So I, I used to hold my own giveaways. They were really good, actually, for building your list. They were really, really good to be an organiser of a giveaway. You did ever so well from them. But I did this before um, Prolific Works and uh, Book Funnel, before they started allowing you to do your, your own. So I used to put them on a WordPress site, and I, I used to code it myself. And then kind of the added value that you gave to authors then was great. And I used to have little prizes, £10 prizes for the best promoter I used to have leaderboards and things like that just to make it all a little bit more fun and people really got behind that and um, I used to get a lot of subscribers from them and then I can't remember what made me stop what made me stop that something made me stop doing that for a while was oh it was GDPR probably it was GDPR wasn't it so I stopped doing giveaways while I was sorting all that stuff out. And then I'm kind of now GDPR sorted out. I'm, I'm back in the frame. I want to be doing giveaways and rebuilding up my list. And I've, I've taken part in a few, but this has become a real bugbear of mine. If you look at the giveaways, um, and I go back to my analogy of the pub, you know, as a pub landlord, you get the kind of pub environment that you, that you demand from your customers. So if you let thugs in there who get drunk and make a lot of noise, well, that's what your pub's going to be like. Good luck with that. You know, whereas if you, if you chuck them out and you just let the sane ones in who know how to enjoy themselves without starting fights and getting drunk, um, then you get a very pleasant pub and you attract the kind of clientele that you're after. And that's how I view these giveaways, really, that you, if, if more people were strict, with these six pack, you know, these romance authors, I've got nothing against them, but I wish they'd just list in the right categories. That's really my bugbear about it because they poison. If you go on um, science fiction, if you go on science fiction in um, iBooks, Apple books, as they are now, um, you look at that, you think they're in science fiction. That's guys with six packs. You know, there's no way does that um, meet the tropes that a science fiction reader would expect. You know, I expect spaceships, dystopian cities, zapper guns you know leather suits with people with kind of zap you know super laser zapper rifles that's what i expected sci-fi not guys with six packs okay that is not uh, a sci-fi genre might be sci-fi romance or whatever but it's you know sci-fi erotica if such a thing exists but it's not what kind of trekky terminator fans are looking for so anyhow i've set up my own uh two giveaways i've done a sci-fi one and a thrillers one and um the other thing I did was I looked at um, whatever it's called, Prolific Works, and I have unsubscribed from it now. I'm I'm walking away from Prolific Works. Reason for that is is that I don't really like their app. I don't like the way you get books on Prolific Works. You kind of seem to get it as an app on your phone, and whereas with Book Funnel you get either a Mobi file, an EPUB file, or a PDF file, and you can kind of send it to Amazon. You can do all the cool stuff. You can read it basically where you would normally read a book. Whereas with Instafreebie, that you just seem to be able to get it through their app now. It seems too complicated to me. The other thing is, is having gone in for a couple of giveaways, the quality of the numbers are much better on BookFunnel. So anyhow, I've cancelled my subscription on um, Prolific Works for now, and I've decided to commit to um, BookFunnel. Oh, the other thing I don't like on Instafreebie, I really don't like this, and I'm probably not going to take part in one until they get rid of this stupid feature. I don't know whether you've seen it, but they, they ask other authors to review your book. Okay, so, and, and I, I kind of get the principle, but I want a, bu I want a button in Instafreebie 
that means I don't have to do that because I think it's stupid. You know, so so somebody might, you might look at all those books and think, well, I've never read any of these books before. I better play ball. So you go and say, oh, you know, great cover. Looks like it's got some great action in it. It's like, what an empty review. It's going to be an empty review, isn't it? It's a, it's pointless as far as I'm concerned. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want anybody to give my book a pointless review unless they've, they've read it. And, and I just don't see the point of it. I don't like it. I get the principle, but I just don't like it. So when you set up a prolific works giveaway i'd rather there was a box there that said sort of tick i don't want to have these pointless reviews on um so i could get rid of them but i was setting mine up and i just thought you know what i don't want this i I, there's no box for me to tick so i started with prolific works first setting up a giveaway and i I decided i'm not going to do this i'm out of prolific works i'll cancel that subscription i'll just leave the free thing sitting there for now and I'm not going to use it. And I went to Book Funnel and I set up a giveaway of Book Funnel. And let me tell you, it's blooming brilliant, Book Funnel. It's blooming brilliant. I thought for a while that they were losing it in the kind of uh, this, I know there is no battle, but you know, the battle between prolific works and Book Funnel. I thought they were losing it. And then they came up with some innovations and, and they're just winning it now. And when I set up the giveaway, it's just blooming brilliant. And um, when you go in, I'll just go and get it up. Actually, I should have had this ready for you. But when you go in, you know, all the things that I'm moaning about to you now. You get you get to tick them or untick them when you set up a, a book funnel giveaway. So let me just go into the crime thriller and suspense giveaway. There you go. So you can you you get to stipulate um, on a little checkbox area how many books each pen name can submit, how many slots you've got available, and whether you accept extras after that. You can set a minimum mailing list size. You can say whether you want full books or samples, chapters, excerpts. You could also say, I don't want sexually suggestive book covers, i.e. guys with blooming six-packs. And you could also say no to erotica. Uh, you can set your genres as well. I mean, it's just blooming brilliant, um, the, the management of that. So I can create bespoke text. So on my text, I've said, uh, so let me give you a, a sample of what I've said, because I've been crystal clear about this. This pre-Christmas promo is for thriller, suspense and crime novels only. No previews or cosy crime, please. Again, the, when I I started getting some cosy crime submissions, and I looked at it with the others, and I thought that's not what I want. That is that's not the kind of book I write. And cosy crime is completely different from kind of you know thrillers where people are getting shot and chased, and it's all exciting. And I thought, no, nope, don't want cosy crime in this. So I've said no cosy crime on these. Nothing against cosy crime. It's just not what I want my download page to look like. I want it to be really genre specific. So in my notes, I've put any books with covers showing six-pack hunks will be removed. I'm seeking submissions with quality genre-specific covers. If your title doesn't shout out genre tropes to me, it won't be listed. And you know that. I mean, you must when you put your book on a page and you look at all the other books there, you must know whether you're chancing your luck or not. When You, you know, if you're looking at your cover, I removed one today because the cover was just appalling. It had dodgy Photoshop on it. It wasn't genre-specific. It was just rubbish. And I think you must see that when you look at the other covers. You must see that that's not really an acceptable cover. Anyhow, I, I, I probably end up with no people taking part in it because I've thrown so many people out. But I've done it in a nice way. I've sent them a nice note saying why I've done it. And I've said, please resubmit if you're able to do this, i.e. find a decent cover. Um, but I have said it nicely. Um, so I've put in my text, this ensures a top class event for all participants and we'll all build up our mailing lists more effectively. And then I've put a note, I am going to be very strict on this, so please don't complain to me if your title is rejected. So I'm expecting people to sort of start bitching at me because I've, I've knocked them back. But this is about being, you know, landlord in your own pub. 
if you want brawls and drunkards, then don't challenge it when you get brawls and drunkards. And I don't, that's not the same in a giveaway. But, um, I, I always ran, um, you know, good giveaways when I was doing them. People always said how good they were and how many people they got on the list. And that, that happened for a reason. It's because the way you run it. Now, um, I might not end up with enough people <laughs> taking part in the giveaway, of course, which would be my fault for knocking people back. But I haven't, I haven't pushed it at all yet, but uh, we seem to be getting people signing up, but I will start to flog it. Um, I haven't flogged it very hard yet because I haven't had time to do the promotion graphics for it. But I just wanted to recommend to you Book Funnel promotions that they're just excellent. Everything Book Funnel does is excellent. It's, it's well thought out. It's done in a really sort of friendly way for authors. It's GDPR simple and friendly. I shift way more books on BookFunnel and it allows people to read books in the place that they want to read them. So I'm for the first time coming out strongly in favor of BookFunnel as my uh, favorite uh, tool for delivering books. I also use it to deliver sort of free books. You know, when I send uh, course delegates, for instance, the PDF of my WordPress and my MailChimp books, I, I use it, uh, BookFunnel to do that. I just love it. So uh, very, very impressed with BookFunnel. Um, so I just thought I'd pass that on to you. And by the way, um, if you do uh, reach those categories, if you are in sci-fi or thrillers, I'll put the links to my giveaways. I'll put the sort of author sign-up links to the giveaways on the page the uh, resources page for this week's diary and um, I'd love to see that it's always nice to see your pals in there so do let me know if you want to take part in either of those giveaways but please uh, make sure you've got genre specific covers and no six-pack hunks okay they're not allowed in my giveaways not unless I start writing erotica Okay, so that is it for this week's diary. Just a couple of mentions. Thank you to Rose Donovan for joining us in Patreon. Um, Rose uh, shared a very interesting story with me about a BookBub promo that she'd just done. And do you remember I had problems with my promo where I hadn't got my prices adjusted at the last promo? And I was very frustrated by that. Well, Rose kind of had that problem, but several times worse. So, so be warned make sure you've got your price adjustments done in plenty of time if you get any kind of a promo. I also just wanted to uh, mention Patrick uh, Sheriff, who tweeted me uh, with a very nice Japanese skyline uh, in the picture there. Um, Patrick was just saying that uh, it was related to me saying about Geolinks last week. And he was just saying that he tends to go uh, on audible.co.uk and I think it was amazon.com I've missed that bit off the uh, screenshot I did Patrick but uh, he was just saying that I'm based in Japan and actually I go to other marketplaces because I get more choice sometimes um, but this I mean the same thing I think still applies with a geolink you still want people doesn't mean you can't navigate away from it but in the first instance you want people taken to the marketplace um, where they live that's and then if they choose to navigate away from that and force it away from that that's fine but in terms of buyer friction, uh, you want to remove as much of that as possible. So I think the best bet all in is to send people to their local um, Amazon store. If they then want to force it, like Patrick does in Japan and go to Amazon.com, then that's absolutely fine. But I think you hit more people if you geolink. Is my, but I know there's always exceptions to every rule. Okay, so on Monday, my guest is Tim Lewis, who's joining us for a take two interview. Now, uh, Tim wrote kind of sci-fi uh, fantasy books uh, at first, and that's what he's talking about in our first uh, interview. If you want to go back and check the take one uh, interview, it, it's there in the archives for this podcast. But I was keen to keep uh, 
talk to Tim because obviously he runs a self-publishing podcast. I've been on that a couple of times. And, um, you know, we, we've met up at 20 Books of 50K. We talk online. Uh, but Tim um, produced and published a social media book earlier this year, just a month or so ago. And I was really interested to see how he'd done it. I think he did use very, very clever ways to market it, to get endorsements. He'd done some nice tricks on social media. He'd done some, use some nice tricks to get that kind of number one best seller tag as well. And I just wanted to share all that information with you because there's loads of best practice in there. So Tim's going to be my guest on Monday. That will be episode number 128 of the Self-Publishing Journeys podcast. And I'll be releasing that, not as I've got written down here, I'm jumping ahead in time. I've put Monday the 19th of December. I will actually be releasing it on, he says, check it his diary, Monday the 19th of November. Okay, November that is. <laughs> I did tell you I got a lot going on at the moment. So I'm, I'm working like uh, about six weeks ahead at the moment. So I'm very uh, likely to get confused about my dates over the next couple of weeks. Anyhow, that's it for Paul's podcast diary for this week. I'll have another diary update for you next Saturday. In the meantime, I hope you have a fabulous week of writing. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to Paul's podcast diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.